Happy hump day, everybody. Just one more day till the Masters. Welcome to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Joining me, as always, looking lovely in front of a nice leather chair there, Andy. How's it going? Yep, I am in the study today. I moved the cameras out here, but uh, it's going great. I was just talking. It is kind of my Friday because uh, tomorrow is just watching golf all day long. So today is going to be very golf heavy. We won't uh, we won't get too long here. We'll get right into it real quick, though. Do thank our sponsor, WinBet. You can make your master's bets. Even a $500 risk-free bet. We've talked about going with some underdogs. Most outright prices are underdogs. You could put an outright price and do a $500 risk-free bet on Bryson, Jordan, whoever you want. So do fun. look for that. The links are in our description in the uh, on the Brown Bag Bets and our pinned tweet, excuse me, on our uh, Brown Bag Bets Twitter account. Um, and then, you know, without further ado, bringing in a repeat guest to talk Masters with us today. You know him as the Bear, Chris Felica of ESPN. You can find him on Twitter at Chris Felica. That's nice and easy. How are we doing today? We're, we're, we're doing well. Just uh, getting ready for uh, – uh, you, you were talking about you being, your, you being your Friday. It's kind of my Friday as well because Gilly Wager is on the air uh, tonight, and then we don't have another show the rest of the week. So I get to uh, sit back and watch some golf just like everybody else. But actually, it's, I'm a little bummed because it's actually the first Masters I will not be at. Uh, since 2011, so uh, a, a, a little oh, weird good. being sitting at home here for the first time in in, in nine, ten years. Gonna make you're, yourself well, you're a lucky the coverage sandwich. is good enough. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't hear you talking over each other. Oh yeah, we both went. Oh sorry, I was gonna oh, say you're gonna make yourself a pimento and cheese sandwich. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's a good idea. The, the, the running joke was like the over under on the number of trips you would make to the uh, the fresh market across the street from Augusta National on the way home. Uh, to grab some 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 dinner or just lunches and breakfast for the for the house, so, yeah, I might have to run up to the fresh market uh, up here in Connecticut and grab a little uh, pimento cheese and maybe uh, bring a little go go to Chick Fil A tomorrow morning get a uh, chicken biscuit for breakfast. Love it. Do the tradition. I did have some friends uh, who bet quite a bit of golf. Do the they ordered the Masters package where they would send you like a pound of pimento cheese and a pound of egg salad and stuff oh, and even beautiful. like the chips and everything. And it, it was pretty, so they're, they're having like a that party at their cool. own house with all this stuff. So, <laughs> so you, you, uh, I mean, that kind of leads me into my first question. So you were, you were out in November, you were down mm -hmm. there. Yep. That's a big talking point this week. How much are you waiting? What happened in November? Cause I've, I've been back and forth on it. I've, I've looked at like, Oh man, this guy really did well in November. It's like, man, 10 minutes ago, I just said, I'm throwing November out for a different guy. Like, where, where should I stand on this? I would, I would, uh, I think it helps in terms of the sight lines and getting a, a walk and a visual around the course to kind of familiarize yourself with it and get over that initial all like if you were a first timer last year, like a guy like Victor Perez, it was his first time uh, playing the Master. Like it helps from that standpoint, but the course is going to play completely differently. There was a ton of weather that week, rain and temperatures really softened the course up. Uh, this course, though, what you're going to see this weekend is going to resemble nothing like that. Uh, you, these greens are going to be lightning fast. Uh, after what's happened the last couple of years uh, with the score fest. Uh, and, and those scores getting up there, 18, 19 under par winning. Uh, I think the course and the groundskeeper is going to fight back this week. And uh, I, I've heard uh, from people down there that the winning score could be somewhere in the vicinity of 9, 10, uh, 11 under par. It would probably be about as high as it might go this week. So uh, I, I don't think 
people who don't want to see 18, 19 under par one, I think they're going to be much happier this week. I kind of fall into that crowd. And I guess it's probably the, the next question here. I saw like uh, Bamford tweeted this out and I've seen it from a couple other sources. You know, and I hate this too. I hate this in the NFL when I'm start, people start talking about weather like a week ahead of time. I said, man, it, it always changes. We're just never going to know. Like you, you're just taking your life into your own hands when you start betting on weather a week ahead of time. So it's looking like some of this rain that we talked about might not hit. We might have drier conditions. And I think coupled with just the fact that somebody went 20 under in November, I do think we might see a drier, faster course. I mean, there are there some guys that you're just crossing off your lists as far as outrights, matchups, anything, just based on how the conditions are going to play? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be a, a little uh, contrarian here in terms of uh, I'm going to be looking to play against Jordan Spieth in a lot of these matchups and uh, head-to-heads and some of the, in some of these uh, – Markets just because yeah, it's great that he won in Texas last week against what was kind of a watered down field. It's great that he's been playing better lately, but but winning in Texas this week in a watered down field uh, a week ahead of a, a major is a lot different than uh, contending again in a major for the first time in three four years. Uh, the, the condition is going to be completely different. The shot design, what he had last week as opposed to this week. What worked well last week isn't necessarily going to work well uh, again this week. So I think the fact that his price has come down to whatever it is. Like I, I saw you can get Justin Thomas in a matchup against him. Uh, it has been way too much. And, and I think there is some good value on some of these uh, head-to-heads, uh, with, with the, especially when you talk about the group of players that he's being pitted against in these head-to-heads. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, are there any other top players that you're looking at that, that look overpriced to you? You know, you just look at the top of the leaderboard. Obviously, it's Justin Johnson, Bryson, Justin Thomas. I think everybody actually feels probably pretty good about them. You know, John Rahm probably is competitive here. We have Spieth. What about guys like Rory, Cantlay, Xander? I guess that's kind of the next group there. Shoffley is someone I would play like in the top 10, top 20 markets. Rory would be someone I'd be looking to uh, potentially – uh, fade in the right situation. I just don't know about his uh, his head right now. Uh, I think he's a little worried about Bryson in terms of like he's kind of re-altered his swing and experimented just because of the distance that Bryson's getting and it's really taken away from what made him a great player and the and the mental pressure of him every time he goes to Augusta National, he is looking to complete the career grand slam. So that is I mean, he hasn't contended the year. Uh, since he blew up in the back nine, what 2011? Uh, so I, I maybe he'll maybe he'll put together another uh, another backdoor top ten here. But uh, I, I think you potentially could get some good prices if maybe you're looking at over under round scores, uh, especially early in the week and head to heads. And another guy actually played to uh, to miss the cut. And again, you got to remember there are only 88 players here, so not a ton of guys miss the cut. But a Bubba Watson to miss the cut was like plus 225. And, and if you go back over his last 15 majors, he's missed the cut in eight of them. Uh, he's missed the cut in three of his last five uh, stroke play events on tour this year. Uh, I don't know if he, he's just stopped. I don't want to, say, I don't want to keep, stop putting in the work, but it seems like his game is uh, far away from the, the level that it was a couple of years back when he was winning the Masters. So uh, I, I think at 225, I think maybe he'll score well enough of the par fives to hang around for the weekend. But, but it, it, I'm, I'm willing to take a chance at better than two to one that he doesn't. 
That was a good segue to my next question. There's also guys who get a lot of credit for having won here in the past or having done well. Bubba Watson's a perfect example. Do you think there's anyone else on this in this field that's maybe giving a little too much credit for past performance at this course? I, I think maybe a one player for, for like one year uh, is Matthew Fitzpatrick. I mean, he had the one backdoor top 10 in what, like 2016 or 2017 it might have been, where he shot like 67 on the final round uh, to break into the top 10. But uh, since then, he hasn't even had a top 20 finish. Um, so I, I think he's someone who really has never contended in a major. Like, his only top 10 in a major was that that, uh, that top 10 in the 2016 Masters. So uh, I'd be looking to – he's someone who's got a little bit of like a sneaky, like dark horse type potential. But uh, I don't like him on, on this course at all. There was actually a, um, uh, a bet on William Hill uh, where I had to write my column for ESPN.com on a, a Webb Simpson, Colin Morikawa, Matthew Fitzpatrick tournament threesome group uh, who would win that group. And Webb Simpson was plus 175. And uh, I think the way Webb approaches this course as like a two-shot uh, second second shot golf course, I think against Fitzpatrick, who hasn't had a ton of success here, and Morikawa, who had the one go around last year, and his putter is kind of up in the air from time to time. I, I thought Webb at plus one seventy five was a uh, a really nice uh, price there. Yeah, that's interesting. I worry about Morikawa's ability to hit the ball long enough to be good here, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll see. But uh, what were you gonna say, Andy? Yeah, and it's it's funny how like we were talking a little off the air about just how many options there are, and you start looking like the three ball groups. There's these five person groups where I think you can probably find some value, even if it's just there's two guys in there you think are a little overvalued. All you have to do is you know you can get some big prices, and when you're betting stuff at two, three to one, you don't have to win every time. You know you you can you can win at a much lower rate at some of these plus prices, and you know going back to the Bubba and Spieth stuff too. That's such a big thing that comes into play when I get to talking like the outright market and the head to head markets are correlated, but they're not the same. Like there's 0.0% .0 chance I would bet Jordan Spieth at this number. But again, like I, I'm kind of in the same headspace as, you know, as fading Rory. Like I, I do have a little bit on a, a Spieth over Rory bet just because I, I don't think those numbers are quite right. And then, yeah, Bubba, too. I uh, Somebody I like, the Canadian, Mr. Connors. I took yes. him over Bubba. That's a matchup, probably one of my favorites this weekend. And, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Like, it's tough to say such a, a professional and a, you know, a major champion like Bubba Watson is, like, quitting or not playing, you know, as hard as he could. But just the results, the results aren't there. And I think maybe his name and his results here have propped him up a little. So Corey Connors is someone I love this week, and uh, I'm getting a nice price on him too. Yeah, you're getting a nice price there. And uh, th there is a low Canadian market out there. And like, unless Mike Weir is going back in a time machine to 2003, he's got no shot. And the other player is, uh, is Mackenzie Hughes, who missed the cut in his only appearance at Augusta at 15 over par. So, like, I mean, I know Corey Connors is minus 175 in that market. But, like, he finished in the top 10 last year. He made the cut comfortably uh, the year before that. Like, like ha of everything that I wrote in that column or have played, like, Corey Connors to, to be low Canadian is, 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 I think, by far the best bet that I've made. He's got to be one guy. 
Yeah, I usually I have faded Mackenzie Hughes quite a bit when he's in matchups. I love looking down the board at some of those matchups, tournament after tournament when they start throwing some of those guys. I I usually like you know I said I'm playing a Spieth over uh, Rory matchup. I'm actually doing a what was it? Uh, oh, Bryson over JT. I have a little bit on Bryson over JT, just price based. But normally I'm not looking up at the top of the board. I'm down there, and I, I do end up with a lot of Mackenzie Hughes fades and um, yeah, Corey Connors just his numbers. I look for guys who are ascending right now. And I guess maybe that could be, uh, you know, your opinion on that. I've taken a bunch of different data and just mashed it all together and look for guys who are on kind of an ascension mm-hmm. where they, they, they can't be of playing bad. They need to have been had a nice baseline, but it's on the way up. Like their, their recent form coming into this is, is nice. And it's ascending from where they were over the past three to six months. Corey Connors is a guy who fits that for me. So, I mean, it, are you looking at, you know, how far back are you looking at form, especially with kind of a weird year with some tournaments that got placed in different spots and the fact that we're, you know, we just had match play too. So. I think playing well uh, matters uh, coming in this year, but I think more, more so than not, especially at, at Augusta National, like course history is so, so strong. So I do want guys who have played well here uh, in, in the past there, at least have gotten a, a couple of go rounds to, to kind of get the idea. When you talk about like recent ascendancy and an arc going up, uh, Victor Perez was someone that I found who I liked it, like not to win, but like he was not plus 900 to finish in the top 10 and plus 350 to finish in the top 20. Uh, this is a guy who he played in the fall last year, so he got those sight lines down. Uh, like I mentioned before, uh, and then he played great at the match play, and he finished top five really this year in the uh, Saudi Arabia event. So, yeah, can he win? No, but it wouldn't surprise me to see him in his second go around. You talked about the plus numbers and all these underdogs in in, in these markets, like plus three fifty. You, you hit one of those, and and, and you're in pretty good shape. Where you basically got lose four more to come out on the negative. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have you started to look through that, Andy? It got me thinking, too. Like, I've read some articles, and, you know, there's people that – I can't think of the guy's name. He breaks it down nice. It's basically like he starts with – God, it's it's similar to how – Ken Lockie Lockerson has done things with with awards, and you you know him. It's the way he does awards stuff where he starts crossing off all the people who just can't win this award, yep. whether it's MVP or whatever. And I love that approach. And there's this article, I'm going to have to find it. I'll retweet it this afternoon, where he just starts crossing off. Here's people that can't win the Masters. You know, you start with the amateurs, you start with uh, some of the old guys, and you start, then he gets a little more granular into some data. And it's like, here it is. Here's like the last, I think it was 23 people he broke it down to that can win the Masters. And, you know, it's it's tough because there's guys I like that aren't in that group. And, it's you know, that's not gospel. It's pretty close, though. But I, I realize the unlikely, you know, somebody being 100, 151 winning the Masters. And I do like that as far as the – if you have a guy that's longer odds, I think those derivative markets are probably the best look in a tournament like this. This isn't Valero where, you know, somebody that's like 250 is going to be competing on Sunday. Like – Definitely, you know, it feels like a waste of money betting somebody that's really long odds when there's nice top 20, top 10. Even some of the new legal books have, the, you know, these top 30, top 40 markets, which aren't so bad. A little tougher in a field like this, obviously, with only 80 guys. But the top 20 markets, I mean, is that something you're attacking more since it feels like it's 
yeah, it's a top heavy market. And you're looking for, for top 20, uh, like two guys I looked at were Lee Westwood, who was plus 125, and Hideki Matsuyama, who was plus 130. Hideki's never going to putt well enough to, to, to win, a, win one of these majors, but he's been in, in the top, what, five or the top 20, like five of the last six years here. He strikes the ball well enough to, to, to make some birdies here and, and score well on the par five. So he's going to, just by that alone, be around in the top in the top 20. And Lee Westwood, uh, every now and then, look, he, a career resurgence with the recent uh, runner-up finishes. Uh, he was second as recently as, what, 2016 to uh, to Danny Willett when he won here. So I, I think uh, adding Westwood and, and Matsuyama at plus, uh, plus money in addition to the Victor Perez bet that I mentioned for top 20 were, uh, were a couple of plays that I certainly looked at there. You know, especially what I don't hate Westwood. I feel like I was looking at that the other day. I think he's got like second or third in every major. He's had a lot of like, like a top five finish wouldn't be out of the question here for sure. Especially he's got twelve. Yeah, he's got twelve top five finishes in majors, and 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 he's how again whether it's here or maybe at a place like Royal St George uh, when the Open Championship goes there in July. Like, how often have we seen? Like a, a guy like whether it's been like Jimmy Walker or Darren Clark or even Sergio here a couple of years ago, a guy who was chasing that first major for so long and never got it, and then complete afterthought, downside of their career, it popped up and they had one magical weekend. And and I hope uh, Westwood might have a, a a moment like that because he's a guy who's been so agonizingly close uh, so many times, and he's gotten. Uh, he's overcome some some personal things where in his personal life and he's he's back on it and he's playing so well and he's a, such a good mental spot right now. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see him break through and win one of these. Yeah, that would be great. Have you started to look through, you know, being a, it is a major, there's a lot of more interesting derivatives. I'm going to start looking through some of that myself. And I was poking around a little bit last night. The one that was interesting, and I was curious to hear both of your thoughts, will the winner be playing in the final group off one in the last round? So basically, will the winner be, you know, top two going into the final day? Um, yes or no comeback is, I guess, the other way you kind of um, look at that. I'm seeing plus 185 for the no. I thought that was kind of intriguing. Do you guys think it'll be close enough on Sunday that, um, maybe that'll be an interesting bet. Yeah, I think it will be close enough on Sunday. And excuse me, um, excuse me. I, I think a lot of times, like this is not necessarily a chasers type course where you're not going to come from super far back to uh, to win a lot of these. So it, it's, I mean, maybe the final group, maybe, but the final like two groups. Uh, is, is certainly most likely because very, very, very rarely will you see a guy uh, be in a position where he'll come out of nowhere and shoot 66 on on a Sunday and win. Uh, the one other uh, – well, actually, I should just let Andy answer first before I go into anything else. No, I, I think I agree with you, and it kind of goes back to what you spoke about earlier. I don't think we're going to see a DJ at 20 kind of round mm-hmm. or a kind of tournament rather four rounds. I think that if the final score is in that eight to 11 range, there's a, you have a much tighter distribution of scores. There's a better chance. I mean, you could have like three guys tied going into Sunday with two or three guys sitting a shot back. That would be really, you know, conducive to somebody in the second or even third group back getting there and winning that if we do have a tight bunch of scores. So I guess I kind of like that. Yeah, and, and obviously we can't answer the question now as to who it's going to be in the lead or 
who is going right. to be chasing. But uh, I would think it's a yeah. Will the winner come from the final group? No, with plus one eighty five. That seems like a a, a, pre, a pretty good play. Because again, it's not we're not going to be going off of uh, split tees and 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 threesomes like we were uh, in two thousand nineteen when Tiger won. It's going to be it's going to be pairings, and you, you're looking at what uh, potentially four six guys against two. I'm willing to take a chance there. Anything else stick out to you? Did you guys find no. anything interesting in those kind of goofy markets? Yeah, I, I, I did. I found a uh, will there be a hole in one on 16 was plus 110, and will there be a hole in one during the fourth round uh, was plus 138. And there have been a ton of fireworks on 16 on Sunday. I think there have been like nine holes in one in the last six uh, tournaments on 16. So, like, it's just something at plus money where I can just, you just imagine yourself sitting there on Sunday and all of a sudden you hear Jim Nance say, hey, let's go to, let's go to 16 and see what's up with Dylan Fratelli, who we haven't yeah. seen a shot from it, it, all, all weekend long. And you're like, okay, you perk up and you're like, here comes a hole in one or it's coming real. You know what's coming. So it's just a little bit of a fun bet to, uh, to, to kind of perk up when you see something like that. Yeah, I've bet hole in one, yes, like every Masters that I've bet, and it's gotten more expensive over the years. And I think, I mean, you're right; they've the, they've really cried. I mean, I think what's the other one? Is it six, six and sixteen? And uh, there's a, mm-hmm. I mean, it's coming a few different holes, but yeah, that is always fun when they do cut coverage to somebody who's like, you know, they're finishing up almost right as the leaders are starting. Like, oh, this guy's like 15 shots back. What are they showing him for? And you know, <laughs> something's coming. That is always exciting. So. <laughs> All right. Well, before that. we let you go here, um, just give me your, I mean, price, price be damned, not, you know, betting aside, don't worry about the, the betting markets and the outright prices. Who do you think wins it this year? I, I like Justin Thomas and he's been kind of a popular pick. I don't think there are many guys on tour right now who have the ability to kind of grind through Thursday and Friday when, like I said, I, I think the scores are going to be really, uh, High, I guess I should say, as opposed to low, on um, on Thursday. I think the course is going to bite back, and I'd be surprised if the lead was anything better than than maybe four under par after the first round. Uh, but but JT has the ability to grind through and then go super low on the weekend. Uh, obviously, he won the players. Uh, he's in a good spot right now. He's improved his performance every year uh, at the Masters that, that, that he's played. And I think his familiarity, and, and there really isn't a better iron player out there on tour. I'll give, maybe I'll give you Colin Marikawa uh, in that conversation, but, but a guy who can just throw darts into greens, uh, especially when they're going to be fast and firm. He's played this course like that before. So uh, Justin Thomas, uh, price be damned. I, I think you could probably still get him around uh, 11 or 12 to 1, I think. So that, that would be, if I had to pick one guy to win and finish top 10, it would be JT. I like, yeah, and yeah, especially with the what he did at the players. And if we're going to try to use that as a, you know, everybody has different comps they want to use to this course. I truly don't think there is a, a comp to this course. No, I don't ever. either. No, it's tough. But, you know, some people say concession, some people say Riv. Some people say Riviera, too. Yeah, which I don't get. Really. I, I don't fully get some of the, the comps, but. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, you are too. Very excited for not only just a really good tournament, but the fact that we can watch it. 
like you can watch so much golf. We're going to watch so many holes. Uh, thanks a lot for your time, Chris. And uh, good luck with all your bets this weekend. Thanks. Same to you guys. See you, Chris. Take Perfect. All right. Well, we'll get a few tennis and basketball bets before we uh, run out for the day. But uh, you can check Chris out, obviously, on ESPN and follow him at Chris Felica on Twitter. Um, baseball went bad for me yesterday. Uh, Max Scherzer. It's just like anything else I've bet this last few weeks. Max Scherzer was garbage. He gave up like four home runs in the start. He was supposed to be the ace. But, uh, Early season shooters. Early season jitters. It was close down to it. So um, just a couple picks from Alex to close the day out before we – I'm not calling it a full week. We'll still do shows, but I'm fully we'll in relaxed mode. be here, but again, like I mentioned yeah. yesterday, like it's just get used to this side of my face because that's where the Masters will be. And I'll be talking about whatever it is we're talking about. But we do have a couple picks in the association, though, Andy. Um, got the Warriors last night. That was fun. Giannis uh, stepped out for us. We even got some money line. That parlay that I joked about of Spieth, um, Golden State, and Serrano at 48-1, to 1, I uh, may or may not have put that in and may or may not now have Spieth at a very good number. Um, but that was nice. Those were always kind of fun. Even though oh, the closing line value on that eight. was massive. Yeah, it close to like two, didn't it? Two and a half? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. On the, I'm sorry. The Golden State Warriors money line. You're right. It's yeah, yeah, tough yeah. for me to consider that, though, because it was an injury thing. Anyway. Tonight, um, two plays here. New Orleans is playing Brooklyn. Um, it, it's tough for me to put a, a strong finger on Brooklyn. James Harden is out. Kevin Durant is in. In general, I think that they might struggle a little bit to you know, bring Durant in, again, adjust kind of their top two usage players. Their pace has been down. So I stayed away from a full team over here. To, I'm sorry, a full game um, over here and instead looked at New Orleans team total over Zion Williamson is healthy. Yes, Brandon Ingram might possibly be out, but either way, I think Zion Williamson is going to have a great night tonight. I'm going to look at some of his props later this afternoon. Um, one of the things that New Orleans does very well, attack the boards. Um, Brooklyn has been very um, suspect in that area, even with adding LaMarcus Aldridge. He does a nice job, but guys like um, Adams and Williamson are going to kind of push him around, and I think they're just going to have a great night on the glass. This total looks low to me for a team that's scoring I think average a little over 115 a night. So happy to grab the over 112 here, despite uh, a few concerns maybe around the pace of the game, Andy. Yeah, I dig it. I like it when you get team totally on me. Charlotte, Oklahoma City, under. So we got to make up for the, you know, I had to do the over first. You guys will feel good. Now I come back on the under, Andy will be bummed here. But Charlotte unders have been very good the last week and a half or so with LaMelo Ball out, with Gordon Hayward out. They're really losing a lot of firepower. Oklahoma City continues to be with that. Shea Gildress Alexander, Al Horford, and a handful of other guys. Dort's even out tonight. It's just a really rough shot group of guys that are playing. This is a low total, as we've mentioned before. Low totals have done very well towards the under, and my numbers have this at an under. I have this closer to 211, almost 210 myself. So happy to grab under 214, even under 213 would be good. So a couple looks for us in the association, Andrew. And Charleston rolls on. Bogata is pretty much Bogota. I would say Bogata because it sounds like Bavada, maybe. Or Borgata. But, uh, but the Borgata, Bo. Goda, Bogota. Either way, that's half those matches are underway. So we'll, WTA, a Bogota. We will head to Charleston. We have a couple little picks, including a double stack with our girl, 
go back to an old favorite. But before we get there, Marie Buzkova is a short favorite here. Um, you know, again, we're in Charleston on the green clay. So, yes, it's clay, but, it, you know, kind of a mix of hard court when I'm starting to look and evaluate a few of these things. She's playing Aya Tamjanovic, a talented Australian, but Buzkova much better than Tomlianovic, honestly, on on either surface. Tomlianovic also struggling to start this year. Buzkova playing some really nice tennis. So happy to grab her at minus 115. I'd play this up, frankly, to minus 120. Even minus 125 is probably okay. I think that she'd be you know, closer to minus 130, almost minus 135 myself. And without further ado, we're back with Coco Goffovers. We waited around. She did play yesterday, and I was a little nervous with the clay. And then Parankov is an older player who, you know, from a motivation perspective, might have been questionable. But Coco looked well uh, in her match. This is the second round. Samsonova also played nicely. I think it'll be, again, very competitive. This should be 21 and a half. It's 20 and a half. They, even 21 is okay, guys. So, you know, don't feel bad about ha- having to take 21 if, you know, it's cheaper than the 20 and a half you got if you can't get 20 and a half at standard juice. And the over two and a half sets, again, plus 175. I have this, like, plus 150, maybe plus 155. If I tweak things, I can get it out that far. But, you know, it continues to be a lot of value. And uh, Coco Goff overs. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. That's my favorite thing. I And I hope she wins. Hopefully she wins the third set. Like I, I feel like I should almost bet her opponent to win two to one for a little bit too, just so I'm rewarded in case Goff loses and I can't do this again tomorrow. So, all right, that's true. That's a good hedge against her losing. I that's like that. a good hedge against not getting another bet on it. No. <laughs> all right. Well, we will be on during Masters coverage tomorrow, like I said. So watch for we'll us watching golf while we're playing. But uh, yeah. I will be blogging with everything I get to like the rest of my day. We'll be betting uh, all these markets that I've been digging into for two days. I'll be putting a blog out on BetSperts. You can find that in the content tab and we'll be doing some special master stuff tonight on the deep dive as well. So thanks for the hang and we'll catch you tomorrow. Very excited to listen to the deep dive with JMAS guys. Make sure you check that out as well. Oh, yeah. We'd already done some master stuff earlier this week. We hit it early. And we're just going to keep hanging. <laughs>